floors, Pelham paused again, wiping his stinging eyes. That's what did it. He remembered. A Studebaker. He pictured his parents' purple car, the late 1950s, resembling a spaceship burning slowly down to the tires. His father had accidentally dropped a cigarette on the seat, igniting the upholstery of the Buck Rogers car. Pelham, his parents, and the entire block watched the spectacle in horror or shock or secret delight. What he smelled now was the same. Smolder, smoke. Then a cloud of hot fumes wafted around him. He glanced over the banister into the stairwell. At first, he saw nothing but darkness and haze. Then with a huge explosion, the door to the basement blew inward, and flames like rocket exhaust filled the stairwell and the tiny first-floor lobby. Fire! Pelham shouted as the black cloud preceding the flames boiled up at him. He was banging on the nearest door. There was no answer. He started down the stairs, but the fire drove him back. The tidal wave of smoke and sparks was too thick. He began to choke and felt a shudder through his body from the grimy air he was breathing. He gagged. God damn, it was moving fast. Flames, chunks of paper, flares of sparks swirled up like a cyclone through the stairwell, all the way to the sixth, the top floor. He heard a scream above him and looked into the stairwell. Eddie! The elderly woman's dark face looked over the railing from the fifth floor landing, gazing in horror at the flames. She must have been the person he'd heard earlier, trudging up the stairs ahead of him. She held a plastic grocery bag in her hand. She dropped it. Three oranges rolled down the stairs past him and died in the flames, hissing and spitting blue sparks. John? She called. What's... She coughed. The building! He couldn't make out any other words. He started toward her, but the fire had ignited the carpet and a pile of trash on the fourth floor. It flared in his face, the orange tentacles reaching for him, and he stumbled back down the stairs. A shred of burning wallpaper wafted upward, encircling his head. Before it did any damage, it burned to cool ash. He stumbled back onto the third-floor landing, banged on another door. Eddie, he shouted up into the stairwell. Get to a fire escape! Get out! Down the hall, a door opened cautiously, and a young Hispanic boy looked out, eyes wide, a yellow Power Ranger dangling in his hand. Call 911! Pelham shouted. Call! The door slammed shut. Pelham knocked hard. He thought he heard screams, but he wasn't sure because the fire now sounded like a speeding truck, a deafening roar. The flames ate up the carpet and were disintegrating the banister like cardboard. Eddie! He shouted, choking on the smoke. He dropped to his knees. John! Save yourself! Get out! Run! The flames between them were growing. The wall, the flooring, the carpet, the valence exploded, raining hot shards of stained glass birds on his face and shoulders. How could it move so fast? Pelham wondered, growing faint. Sparks exploded around him, clicking and snapping like ricochets. There was no air. He couldn't breathe. John, help me! Eddie screamed. It's on that side. I can't. The wall of fire had encircled her. She couldn't reach the window that opened onto the fire escape. From the fourth floor down and the second floor up, the flames advanced on him. He looked up and saw Eddie on the fifth floor, backing away from the sheet of flame that approached her.
The portion of the stairs separating them collapsed. She was trapped two stories above him. He was retching, batting at flecks of cinders burning holes in his work shirt and jeans. The wall exploded outward. A finger of flame shot out. The tip caught Pelham on the arm and set fire to the gray shirt. He didn't think so much about dying as he did the pain from fire, about it blinding him, burning his skin to black scar tissue, destroying his lungs. He rolled on his arm and put the flame out, climbed to his feet. Eddie! He looked up to see her turn away from the flames and fling open a window. Eddie! He shouted. Try to get up to the roof. They'll get a hook and ladder. He backed to the window, hesitated, then, with a crash, flung his canvas bag through the glass, the $40,000 worth of video camera rolling onto the metal stairs. A half dozen other tenants in panic ignored it and continued stumbling.